Reporting live at five. Hello, world. Hey, y'all. What's up? It's the five seven legend, the bad little bitch from the two one six. Who was that? Rakim Savon. <laughs> and I'm Jamie Star. Oh, Jamie Star. A shooting star. A sh- <laughs> You're nasty. Yeah, it shoots. It scores. You know, if you hold off for about a week, I'm sure it does shoot, right? Hell motherfucking yeah. Have you ever edged? I do that all the time. Ugh, I can't. The torture. That ain't no torture. <laughs> that shit is fun. Like, I just, I like the buildup. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just going for about an hour. Or two. <laughs> the sticky icky. Yeah, sticky and it just like icky. shoots up on my chest or sometimes my eye. Uh, I, I, I'm Ooh. like one of those people like, I like to get right straight to it with everything that I do. I like it hard. I like it rough. I like it fast. Even if I try to go fast, it's like a good 30 minutes to an hour. Like it takes a long time. 30 minutes to an hour? Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Like I feel like I'm done in like five minutes. Like... Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so I was taking this, like, spiritual sexuality retreat, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of thing. And the guy was basically saying, like, you know, the buildup of your orgasm should be as long as possible. So maybe I've been doing it wrong this whole time. Just as long as this (laughs) intro. Y'all are listening to the Cleveland Hoochies podcast. Oh, Hey, y'all. <laughs> Hello. Um, excuse us. That was a conversation just between us girls. A cute little segue. But it matters. Like, it really does matter. Because I was literally thinking about jacking off this morning. I was going to ask you, how many times do you jack off a day? A day? Um, It depends on how horny I am. Like, in the morning, I would say, if I'm, like, super duper horny, like, it'd be, like, five times that morning. Whoa, my God. Yeah, like, <laughs> I could produce, like, a whole fucking army, I feel like, you know. And I, it just keeps coming and it it don't stop. I feel like I pegged you all wrong. Pegged you. Oh, oh no, no, not pegged no, 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 no. We're no. sisters. Think like that. <laughs> but I got it wrong. I figured you would be, like, way less than me. No. I try to average at least three times a day, like... Mm-hmm. You know, morning to get the day started, a little midday pick me up around lunchtime. Um, folks, it's okay to jack off at work too. Like I know a lot of people think that that's taboo, but we have single stars. You got to do what you got to do. Like, oh, I do it all the time, and sometimes I like uh call like Facetime somebody else and jack off with them. What? I yes. well, I haven't done all that, but thank God for free Twitter. And then I have um. <laughs> my little personal lube that I, I bring mm-hmm. to work. Spit. Spit. Lotion. <laughs> no, that's why I'm always ashy. Like, I don't ever bring no lotion and shit to work. But have you ever fucked at work? Mm, at work? Yes. Okay, so when I worked at the bookstore, um, yeah. <laughs> I worked at George Washington Bookstore in the, the university bookstore in D.C. And uh, this is when I first moved out to D.C., um, there was this guy that like I had the biggest crush on and like he worked in the the little clinic area and I guess like he was a student studying like medicine or something like that and we like met on uh 
Jack Grinder, one of the apps or something like that. We went upstairs into the student center bathroom, which by the way, is a nice little cruisy spot if you're looking for some fun and you're in the foggy bottom area. Wink, wink. Yeah, nasty <laughs> bottoms. My goodness. <laughs> Why call that area foggy bottom? I don't know. Like, have you <laughs> foggy bottom? I don't know. But anywho, the sex was bomb, and I'm not one for like group or like public sex. Rather, like it's never what? really public sex out of necessity is my model. Oh, no. I love public sex. Probably because I'm always in the house. Like, I'm used to fucking in the house. You know what I mean? Like, back home in Cleveland, you know, I had a home to go to. Like, motherfuckers come over and, like, you know, fuck me at home. Like, Yeah, and that was not the case for me. So, now that I have my own bed, I want the bed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But you, I've assumed you've fucked at work before, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucked that work. Um, back at the Greens, you know. Oh, I shouldn't even say the name, but it don't matter now. I'm not, I'm not working there. So, back at the Greens, you know, it was late night. I was working overnight. And, um, you know, I was bored. It was the wee hours. All of my residents were in bed. And, you know, I wanted some head. So, I called a little local that was on Jack, and he came through and bust me down in the bathroom. Like, I had to sneak through the front door, and we had to move quick through the front because, like, normally it's a security guard up there. So, snuck him through, did what it do, and he got the fuck back out. I don't know what the allure is of, like, having sex in places you're not supposed to, and more importantly, with people you're not supposed to. It just makes it so... So much better. Ah! It makes it so much better. Like (laughs) the risk of being caught. Yeah, there is an attraction. There is an attraction, I must say. Mm -hmm. Doing some shit that you are not supposed to do. I think it's like the mindness of it all. Like, you know, you're concentrating on the sex, but you're also thinking about the risk. Mm -hmm. So it gives you that extra bit of intensity especially like if you're really really attracted to the person so that's another layer mm. <sighs> getting caught by Geraldine and her walking her dog Griselda <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but um a lot of OnlyFan girls I feel like have been fucking outside too for their content yeah and I wonder what the fuck that's about like you think you fucking outside is gonna boost your ratings honey yeah, that's an interesting thing. And I'm glad you brought it up because, like, I've been seeing an, um, a lot of conversation about that on Twitter um, where it's like, on one hand, get it how you live it, but also the risk is, like, substantial, especially, like, now that it's documented for the world to see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could be going, you could go to jail for, like, indecent exposure mm-hmm. and, like, the places that these niggas will be. They be outside in fucking apartment hallways, like, busting down. I'm like, girl, what? It be little kids walking by. Like, if you don't go in the house. Yeah, and, um, like, I've seen crazier places, like, on the side of a highway, like, a busy highway, um, in restaurants, on the subway. Did you see that, that video of the guy on the subway? Like, he thought that, like, nobody was watching, but that somebody was recording them. And like whole ass is sitting on this nigga's face on the bench in like a New York subway. <laughs> and what happened to them? Did they get in trouble? I don't know. I didn't see any follow up from it. 
<laughs> but that's kind of the beauty of Twitter. Like, if you want to know, like, the end of a story or something like that, all you got to do is do a little bit of research and then you can find it for sure. Yeah. And speaking of subways, like, you know, motherfuckers be on a metro stroking all the time, like cruising, looking for bait buddies and shit all the time. Hell fucking yeah. I mean, cruising is a thing, but, um, you know, you can cruise in the parks. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen that firsthand. And actually, I've participated in cruising in the parks before. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, like, you know, I've already told the work story. Like, there was a lot of cruising in the bathroom. So I've done, like, a bit of bathroom cruising um, before. Have you done cruising? No. Um, let me think. Back when, you know, I was a little twink. I was modeling and shit like that. Uh, one time, the guy, I was at this fashion show. This guy came up to me in a stall. And he was like, I know what you want. And, like, he had his dick out. It was so pretty, too. But my aunt and her friend was out there. And I was like, damn, I ain't got no time for this. So, like, <laughs> I had to go. But I did touch it a little bit. Like, you know. Yeah. I feel like if you're not, like, kind of privy to um, cruising culture, because it's a, it's a whole thing. We can get to that in a minute. But it's, like, it can be a bit, like, overwhelming at first. Like, you know, some nigga, like, might miss read your energy or whatever and then all of a sudden like you got a whole dick in your face well i would have been all for it had it not been my first time and my aunt and uh her friend wasn't outside but you know and they was waiting on me so you know at one point like i was in there for a minute and i was tugging on that dick and then she like i'm like girl damn (laughs) i had to go out and tell her like you know i was busy doing a little rubbing yeah but yeah um Cruising culture, too. Like, I I read all about it. I like, mm-hmm. to, you know, I'll read about stuff like this. Um, you know, you can do the little foot tap under the stall. If you tap, it's kind of like it's sending a signal. Um, you know. Ain't I, it a hole, a hole, and you put your finger through or some shit like that? I, sometimes. I mean, it just depends on where it's at. I mean, but mostly, in my experience, I haven't, like, done any, like, explicit like coding or signaling aside from like eye contact. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when I'm usually, when I have usually been in cruising environments, it's usually just straight up. Like everybody knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And it's just kind of like happening, like circle jerking and um, like some oral and stuff like that. But I'm one of those girls. Throwing your lips on everybody. No, shit. hell no. I'm Like I don't do, like I'm not into oral like that. Like I... When I'm having sex, like, I want to fuck. So, like, I feel like, and that's kind of like cruising culture tends to be more like oral and jacking off. Like, I I like to penetrate, be penetrated. Like, Well, as stated before, I take a damn long time to come. So, I could never (laughs) cruise with somebody else because... I'm going to take forever. Y'all going to be sitting here like watching fucking Star Wars to end. You know, like, no, it's not going to (laughs) happen. So, like, the cruising shit will not happen for me or it would not work out because of that. Um, Do you, like, have any fantasies about it? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No, because I already know, like, it's just too many niggas. And then imagine, like, 
the people being ugly coming in there, like I have to be attracted to you too. Like I will go limp, and then y'all gonna be sitting there wondering, like, why is this limp noodle ass nigga here? Like, no, it's true. Like cruising culture is kind of you kind of get what you get, and like, I don't want that. Absolutely not. Yeah. Shout out to the nasty bitches that's for it that can just you know uh, diminish their value <laughs> for these men, but I can't do it. Wait, this. <laughs> Speaking of jacking off, are you familiar with goon baiting? Well, I wasn't until, what, last week when you told me about homeboy? Well, way to expose me. I was trying to set this up. Oh, well, my bad. <laughs> Let's run it back. Are you familiar with goon baiting? No, what's goon baiting, honey? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Goon baiting is this new phenomenon. I don't even know if it's new, but like... You thinking about like thugs, you know, that type of goon? A goon. You know, One bang, bang, guy. shoot em up. <laughs> no, not that kind of bang, bang, shoot em up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's like this wacky, I don't even know how to describe it. Like wacky, intense, animated, overly animated, like fucking form of jacking off. And like the niggas in these videos like that I've, I'm watching on free Twitter right now. It cracks my shit the fuck up. I don't yeah. know whether I'm aroused or if <laughs> or if I'm just like at a comedy show. Like yeah. the facial expressions. <laughs> like I've never had an orgasm that intense. Well, I've had an orgasm really intense to where like my eyes rose and I star and I saw stars, you know. Now Miss Rakim Savon. What? Your room is next to mine and I ain't never heard you in there screaming like you was getting gooned and boomed. No, mama, now I know you didn't heard me in that bitch screaming. <laughs> now that is cat. Barely. Oh no. <laughs> you be hearing me, I felt like more like you know, when I have my gentleman callers over, uh, like, I feel like you hear me more, right? Um, no. <laughs> the apartment is so fucking big now, like, I can't hear shit. And then with this TV going, like, I don't hear nothing. I mean, I will hear this. But other yeah. than that, I'm not hearing, like, oh, yeah. Because, like, Mulatto said, I know what's all there. I ain't got to look back at it. That's right. <laughs> no, but I, when I'm... Fucking, I'm not one to make a lot of noise. Like, in real life, those that know me know I'm very quiet. I'm reserved. Mm -hmm. Not that my sex is quiet and reserved by any means. I think that's when I am I come alive. Mm -hmm. But I'm still not... I like to still be cool. Like, I like to, you know, be sensual and sexy. And, like, unless that man is in there with that wop or that fucking 12 inch rod and is doing it how it needs to get done i think it's only been like a few times you've like actually heard me shit shit <laughs> shit not even that <laughs> like you ain't hear me around my birthday when homeboy was here no Really? <laughs> oh, I was in that bitch sounding like I was in the fucking church choir, honey. Like, I was getting that shit tossed. And, like, the bed was wet. So, I guess that would be a form of orgasm right there, too, or goon dating. <laughs> because. You remember, it was your birth. Was it your birthday? <laughs> you got drunk and was knocked out on the ground. Oh, and yeah. I had that threesome. I'm like, it's your birthday. But I guess, like, you had a good time. Like, you ended up having fun. That was the worst birthday ever. <laughs> I mean, you clearly had fun. 
No, I just got extent. drunk because uh, I wasn't doing shit else. But I had fun. <laughs> In spirit of me. <laughs> Where are we at? Um, we talking about uh, goon baiting, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm curious to, like, meet someone that, like, is seriously a part of that community. Because, like, I need to know, like, what is it about that that, like, adds to the experience of jacking off? The clicks, maybe. Clits. The clicks. Not clits, like coochie clits. Clicks, like... People coming to view they shit. Oh, I don't know. It might be something deeper than that. Like I feel like there seems to be this whole community around it. Like that's it's literally a thing. Like goon baiting. Um, there's group chats for it. There's like a whole underground thing. Which side note, like on Twitter, you could find a community for just about anything as it relates to sex. Like if you're into a whole variety of stuff, which is like helped me kind of like broaden my mind when it comes to sex because like the stuff that you could think is the most nastiest trifling things that have absolutely nothing to do with sex a whole group of people are having like real dialogue about it and building community around it probably somebody like you know toenails like clip your toenails and give it to me yeah give me your panties give me your shit <laughs> yeah. Scat porn. Ugh. Yeah. There's the scat community, um, water sports. Um have you been hit up out here um with people asking you to shit on them? Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's a whole thing. Like there's like been a couple of profiles. Um and you know, people like make big good money doing that. Girl, imagine that. I'm coming home from the metro from shitting on somebody like i'm smelling like a, a whole pound of fucking bounce that ass not me well i don't think um i don't think it would get on you like it would be more so for them like, oh mama it'll get on me it would linger that shit stinks and you know it like i hate to talk about it but we're talking about it you know what i'm saying like that how shit did we get it? we were talking about scatting <laughs> Bitch, Ella Fitzgerald in here. No, not for me. I mean, like, that's the the beauty of being a sexually liberated person. You can like acknowledge all these things that are going on and know where you're going to draw the line. Yeah, I hate it when I, um, you know, when you accidentally, like, when you didn't flee and that shit happens, when the shit happens, you know, mama, like, it's not a fun feeling. I don't no. like it. It stinks. It burns. Like, Ooh. when, like, it's happened to me, like, that shit, like, it hurts. Like, it's not a comfortable experience. So I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you throwing that ass back at me. <laughs> You sitting there thinking, oh, I'm creaming, I'm creaming, daddy. Uh-uh. <laughs> Girl, you knew what that was. Like <laughs> You knew the fuck doo-doo. I mean, while we're on the topic of that, like, it is something to be said about the, the shame culture when it comes to painting and stuff like that. Like, 
Everybody poops. It is what it is. Shit happens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just coming out the damn club and you done ate a couple burritos and you ain't had time to flee and you was ready to go? Like, what the fuck else are you going to do? Like, I don't have no time to flee. Yeah. And I feel like you be telling niggas, like, I'm not ready or, like, you know, I did a rush job. And they still be wanting to fuck. Mm-hmm. Niggas be wanting to fuck regardless. Like, yeah. so, I mean, at this point... I can't stand the niggas that rush, though. Yeah. While like I'm getting ready, you better be patient, honey. This shit takes time. Right, because I do take my time. And don't get mad at me, like, if you rushed me and then you get what you get. You get a little bit of mud. Like, like don't be mad because you got stuck in that mud, honey. I don't know. I feel like tops that get mad about that sort of thing are, like, that, Ooh. to me, I always say that's the Ooh. quickest way to talk you out of getting some booty. Like, Ooh. you're a grown-ass man. Like, what are you talking about? Remember I told you about the one nigga and he um got mad at me because uh he was like, oh, you were at home all day. How the fuck did you know I was at home all day? Well, anyways, he was saying, oh, you was at home all day. And I had met him. Like, I came downstairs from talking to my roommate upstairs, the housemate. And I came out and we were talking for like a good hour, me and her. So in that time of me supposed to be getting ready, I didn't. So he got over and he was salty as fuck. And I was like, well, I had to tell you, like, I was upstairs talking to my roommate and, uh, you know, shit happened. And he was mad. He didn't take that too well. So Skit, skit, skit. And it was about a little piece of corner, a little piece of corner. Like, it was nothing oh crazy, but he was just still upset, irate, belligerent. And, you know, he had to go. Well, (laughs) on that note, we'll take a break and be right back. Hold on, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's Jamie Stars. Are you ready to make magic? Suite 333 is your new home for all your graphic design needs. Whether you need a logo, website, or a total brand design, Suite 333 will go above and beyond to manifest your wildest graphic design needs. I love that. (laughs) That will help you gain the audience that you desire. I mean, look at the Cleveland Hoochies. Visit Suite333.com to book now. That's Suite333.com. Suite333, where magic meets design. Hey, y'all. It's time. Everyone has a story to tell, and I think it's time that you have a professional bring your story to life. I think it's time provides clients with premier photography and videography services, along with a unique style of editing that makes you stand out. Even if you desire that simple look, I think it's time is your one-stop shop for filming and editing, as well as sound design services. Go to ithinkitstime.com to book your session now. Hey there, did you miss me? Because I missed you. (laughs) What voice is that? Um, that is that is Kim Kardashian West. (laughs) (laughs) Kim Kardashian South, because she sounds like Mary Beth. That's what we call her, Mary Beth. It's funny because, like, we'll play this back and the energy is going to be so, like, <laughs> calm well, compared to, because we were just over there skit-skat-skiddly bopping, and now all of a sudden it's like... That's because, you know, I'm a a, a double shot into tequila. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. So make sure y'all got y'all drinks. What y'all hoes sipping on tonight? I want to know. Yeah, I really would. It would be nice to just take a peek in everybody's little situation and be like, hey, like, what the fuck are you to drinking? To be a fly on the wall. To be a fly on the wall. You know, yeah, DM me, you know, or DM us at, you know, the Cleveland Hoochies. Yeah. On IG. I would love some new, like, cocktail recipes. Or invite us out for drinks, you know? Oh, yeah, but make sure it's on you, because the bitches is broke. Yeah, real shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Damn, I had a question for you, and now I cannot think of it. A oh. question for me? Yes. A little while me. What you want to know? This is random. But I'm curious, like, what is inspiring you right now? What is inspiring me right now? I like looking at is this this YouTube channel called like Threadology or some shit like that. Thread something. They basically like go into depth about like some of these designers that's out here right now. Like, so the one. The one designer that I've been looking at the most is Rick Owens because he has like this grungy, avant-garde, but minimalistic style to him. And um, I've been reading up a lot on him. Well, I've been thinking, I've been doing like a lot of self-discovery and, you know, sort of self-helpy kind of stuff right now. Um, I've been working on my mental health and all of that. So there's also a YouTube channel that I've been watching that um, is called uh, The School of Life or School for Life, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, like, these short um, but very insightful videos that are, like, guided by these, like, little animations and they explore these heavy, heavy, like, mental health topics, like emotional um, intelligence or, like, sex and stuff like that. Like, um, and the cartoons, like, kind of, like, talk through. Basically, they always come to the conclusion that we've been fucked over in our childhoods by our parents. <laughs> and um, But that's been, like, definitely a source of inspiration on the fashion tip, Logic presents. Yeah, I was about to say, like, we have to sit here in the living room and, like, you know, have a little congregation and talk yeah, about this and shit. Because, um, let me tell you, Lowick, yeah, he, oh, that's, that's his okay. Lowick. Lowick. Lowick, he, he has the behind the scenes shit of what's going on in the fashion world. But this threadology, like, it goes into depth, like, with their back history with these these designers and I like that. It even got models too. Like it got Luca, um, the one guy Bloody Osiris on there. Like Yeah. I I love it. Our YouTubes, um, though we like kind of like have they're on all the fire sticks on the house. So like we could access each other's YouTubes, but they're like <laughs> completely opposite. Like mine is like <laughs> drag race, um, history um unsolved mysteries and murder and true crime um otherwise my shit would be loving hip-hop some type of fucking reality (laughs) tv drama um anime gaming oh fashion Mm -hmm. and that would be it and it's funny because like i feel like we both agree that each other has the better like music selection on there or not even that the better selection i'll be sitting there looking like bitch i don't know nothing about this like why your shit looks so like expansive like it looks so big (laughs) 
Like, I'm in your head. Like, what is this? Well, no, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I'd be picking up on my little social media, uh, like my memes and my uh, pop culture-y stuff. Um, so sometimes you'd be tapping on my shit purposely and just like, let me yeah. see what this bitch is looking at. But I make sure, like, I never, like, search nothing because, you know, I don't want to mess up your algorithm or it's anything. Like a, a parental control. This bitch is watching what the fuck I'm looking at. But, yeah, every now and then <laughs> I, take a, <laughs> I take a little peep. Like, what's going on in here? Yeah. And then I see Azalea Banks and I click back over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know what's funny? I even got, like, CNN on my shit, too. Like, that oh. shit pops up, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm a little political sometimes. Wait, I want to tell my Azalea Banks story. So I got into it. You can add me to Wendy Williams' list of people that Azalea Banks got into it with. Because (laughs) (laughs) I was arguing with her on Instagram about PrEP. Because she was like, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis. The pill that prevents HIV once taken once a day. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I got into it over PrEP. Because she was basically trying to say, like, gays get on PrEP to like enable them to just have like a bunch of like raw sex and i'm like bitch you know nothing about nothing like and i told her like you have a very bad habit of getting into other people's business that doesn't concern you Mm. of course that had her tight because i feel like nobody has ever like really like (laughs) hit that sweet spot like i think they also hit that sweet spot that's why she's so fucking uptight now yeah she be dancing with the little knife (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. she be butchering cats for her fucking voodoo uh, ceremonies and shit all i know is when i sage my house i think of her want her to win like i mean as much as like i don't really care for her it's because like i feel disappointed in what way the fact that she could be thriving and succeeding and she just isn't because of that mouth because of that tick tick boom wendy williams talks did about. you like her music to a certain extent like you i like never... that erica badu i tried it <laughs> i couldn't get into it <laughs> she did say that oh my god <laughs> She showed you. I did. I mean, no, like when you or like other people I've been around like play it, I'm like, okay. But I've never like gave it a chance because we're like taking a deep dive into it because the mouth. Yeah. It's the mouth for me. She do got a yuck mouth. That's why she got braces now. So, <laughs> you know, what now? Well, it's important because <laughs> she does make the music for the gays. Which gays? <laughs> Which gays? The cool gays. I feel like when it comes to her, everybody that I would classify as cool has some sort of like tie to her. Yeah. Doesn't that make sense? It does. Like it reads <laughs> like because all the she cool is people. that girl. Like yeah, Azalea Banks. If despite her fucking her views on life, I like her. Yeah. okay so listen y'all we got a running joke we live in the hood so you are going to hear some babies crying you gonna hear some dogs barking you might hear some bitches slamming the door a couple gunshots here and there a couple pop pop booms you might hear our sprays spritzing because we like to keep our environment smelling good we're literally recording in our home studio Mm -hmm. 
Um, we like to get this bitch sage. We got the sage flowing. We got the incense burning. We got the drinks flowing. You got to set a vibe. Absolutely. Like candles lit, you know, mm-hmm. open space. But nevertheless, y'all going to hear them fucking spritzers every now and then. Whenever I say something like stupid by them. Oh, don't get us wrong. The spritzers are shady now. The spritzers are gays. Them bitches like... (laughs) (laughs) They're set on 30-minute timers, but it's like the 30 minutes always perfectly aligns to either your movements or whatever you say. And it's it's Chloe and Hallie. That's what we're going to call them. (laughs) Chloe and Hallie. Perfect. Them bitches are shady. So the one out front... Is the main girl, so that's Chloe, the one in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do Chloe. Don't do Hallie like that. Don't do uh-uh. her. Like she waiting for her come up. I'm telling you, once she's released from the shit, shackles, we are too. The fuck? <laughs> when she's released from the shackles of her Disney contract, oh it's over God. for y'all. It's over. OVA. Somebody find the key. Like, we need Sora from Kingdom Hearts to unleash that fucking shackle because, and my like, God. Like I say, with Disney, you got two years. So we ain't going to hear from her until 2024. And when she no. emerges, it's going to be a great Erica Badu moment. Bitch, like, I'm going to be old by that time. Like, I ain't going to be checking for this young guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be sitting here looking for Jill Scott. See what Azealia Banks talking about then, okay? <laughs> so when was the last time you had sex? Girl, it's been about a week and a half. Like, I think... That day when I had, like, it was three niggas over that day. And that was the last time I had sex. Oh, yeah. Don't get us wrong, okay? We thoroughly enjoy this phenomenon called marathon sex, a.k.a. being a fucking cum dump slut. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, there's no shame in it. Or it shouldn't be. But I think when when you engage in marathon sex, it's good to, like, take breaks. Because, like, it's a lot on the body, especially if you're bottoming, like, for marathon sex. Yeah. Yeah, especially me, because, you know, I got, like, a fucking vice grip hold. Like, um, I do need those breaks. But at the same time, I've been horny. I've been on jacked and shit. But the niggas that I've been looking for hasn't been hitting for me. So So that's why you're on the break, basically. That and um, TVH, I was uh, involved with someone, too, that I thought I liked. And, um, Ooh, you know, I didn't know if you were going to bring that up. Well, I did. And, yes, um, I was talking to someone, and uh, I had to, you know, relax a bit. And uh, as of recently, we stopped fucking around. Because of, um, you know, I had to tell him that I was undetectable and he didn't take that too well. So because of that, like, we're at an end. Yeah. Tragic. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, like, we're still in a place where so many people don't get it. So many people haven't come to a place of understanding of, like, Things that we would just assume are just like elementary concepts. U equals U, undetectable equals untransmittable. Like mm-hmm. you, if you're HIV positive or living with HIV, you can't transmit the virus once you reach your undetectable status. And for some people, like that's a lot. Yeah, like 
And clearly, I knew beforehand, like, he wasn't going to be able to take that well, despite him being on prep, despite me, like, being able or not being able to transmit the disease, like, I don't know if he wasn't going to take that well. So, you know, I kind of prepared myself for it, but I'm not taking it too well. Like, it kind of bothers me still that, you know, he isn't receptive of, you know, the knowledge. Yeah. And I mean, I have to say, like, I know, like, it came out a little, like, casual, but I do respect the fact that, like, you... Um, are being open and honest about your status and like yeah gotta be yeah I mean because at this point like we've reached a point where like the technology is so good um, I think to where in, we're all good yeah and in, in our real life like you're good which is like I think the most important thing for our friendship in our lives like mm-hmm. um, it's taken it's been two years now right has it been two years? What was that? Uh, June twenty nineteen, mm, like a year and some change then. June twenty nineteen. The math on that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's two years. That's two years. You're right. So yeah, like, actually, wow. Two Happy, years. Yeah. Anniversary. Ah. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, give me my flowers. <laughs> but nevertheless, um. It was sad because I went through this a few times. Like this one nigga came through and I ended up telling him like we were supposed to like go on a date and uh he ended up stopped fucking with me because of that. And then prior to that, you know about New Jersey. And um that nigga was like dogging me Damn. based off that. And um I was I don't know, stupid enough to like go back to him a couple of times, but you know. That happened, and then now we got this motherfucker. But I think, um, like your experience living with HIV, um, it only makes your story more dynamic, and these are lessons that you're able to learn from, and I think you're better and stronger for the experience, because I think this is like one of the first times that you've had to like formally uh come out yeah but you know what you know what i think why do all of that nowadays like we have the technology like you said to where like it's untransmittable you know you can get to that point to where you know you don't spread the disease and even if still there are people out here on prep and you still have condoms, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, you still have testing sites, you know what I mean? Like, right. And I I work in the field of HIV. I do um, outreach work. Uh, my current job is a linkage engagement coordinator for an organization here in the DMV. And um, I've had a very like tumultuous history with like my sexual health as mm-hmm. well. Um, I'm on prep now, been on prep for a few years now, um, which I actually just celebrated an anniversary too of like being on prep and being one of the first people in the the DC's health department 
program of like their uh, cohorts of folks that got on prep. So I was one of the first people. But when I moved to the DMV, like I had a really bad case of syphilis. Like I had had it for a long time. <laughs> like, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, but it was my fear of HIV and me allowing the stigma and the shame that I felt like associated with like potentially having HIV um, that drove me away from doing what I knew I was supposed to be doing, which was like going to get tested. Um, I wasn't at that time. So this is like maybe four years ago. Like I wasn't, um, as aware of like prep and, um, I thought that it was, I genuinely was one of those people that thought only white people were able to access it. And it was not, Mm. I just, for whatever reason, just thought it was for white people. Um, and it wasn't until like a partner or like one of my first, uh, boyfriends in the DMV um uh, when he got the syphilis I went to go get tested and that's kind of how I got like embraced by the DMV health community um but it's been a journey like of like feeling the burden of the shame of HIV and it's interesting that like in our community there's those sides of it like the folks that live with the virus the folks that are often running from the virus mm-hmm. and like, how do, you know, how do we as a community make sense of all of that? Like, how do we let it go and take a breath and just be well? You know, what's crazy. So I started off on prep. Remember that shit? Yeah. Like I got really, really sick. Like I had a threesome and after that threesome, like I got really, really sick. And um, like I was throwing up, couldn't eat for about a month, lost the, about 20 pounds. Yeah. Because I was like 140, lost about, no, I would say 30 pounds because I went down to like 110 or 119. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's 20. Yeah. Ain't that 20 pounds? 40? 140? <laughs> down to 119. That's about 20. But anyways, um, lost all that weight, couldn't keep food down and shit like that. And I went to the doctors. This is around January. And um, I ran tests for, you know, HIV. And they told me, like, oh, yeah, like, you're negative. Let's get you on PrEP. So, you know, oh, cool. You know, I just thought, you know, I was positive by then. But, you know, they started me up on PrEP. And then, like, a few months later down the line, they tell me around my birthday, like I was gearing up to come out here and um, they called me and was like, oh yeah, like we ran a test and it was like positive. We had a false positive back in the day or false negative. What is it? False negative. False positive. What is yeah, it? Yeah, false. I guess it will be a false positive. False positive. Yeah. I should know this. But anyway, some um, false positive and... Uh, and then they did the confirmatory. Yeah, the confirmatory. And there we go. You know, I was yeah. sitting there crying. I called this bitch at work. And the bitch, like, around that time, like, I used to play around all the time. So I called her. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, girl, I'm positive. And he was like, girl, what? Stop playing with me. Yeah. It was genuinely a surprising moment because, like, I felt like, you know, I was doing the work at that time. And I've certainly, I do HIV testing. And so, like, I... um 
had a positive before, like a positive test um, with the client. I was able to, you know, guide them and link them to services. But I've never had someone in my life personally um, be impacted by the virus. And I felt like at that time, like it was, I was very much in the mindset of like, I'm untouchable. Like I'm on prep. Um, all of my friends are doing what they need to do. And the virus is there, but it's not going to ever touch my life in any way. And so there was a very real, like, I, this is not only the work that I'm doing, this is real life. Like this mm-hmm. is my life. And um, to be very vulnerable, like it was like uh, an aha moment, like, you know, for my personal health, but also like a reassurance that I'm where I need to be in the work that I'm doing to be like, to have the knowledge that I had to be able to support you in that moment. And um, it kind of like lit a fire to be able to like continue to want to continue to do the work that I'm doing. Yeah. But I mean, nevertheless, like I'm so proud of like how far you've come, like you're healthy. Um, and I've seen you only, uh, you know, be able to grow from this experience. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think you're the healthiest and the happiest that I've ever seen you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to speak for you, but um, what I notice is that I think you're thriving right now. And it's just been a blessing and an honor to to see, but to also be a part of it. Um, and I can't wait to see what else you have in store for the world. Well, thank you, Alamane. <laughs> <laughs> so there were a couple of side notes that I peeped in that story. We give all of our niggas nicknames. So if you hear like just some random phrase being thrown out, like New Jersey is a nigga. Like, you know, oh, yeah, he's yeah, from yeah, Jersey. yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, that needs to be said. When I start talking about my niggas, because I have a couple of stories that I want to tell, you'll hear some of those. The Bionic Top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of that is coming. Um, Damn, there was something else, and now I can't think. I lost my train of thought. Oh, Alamane. You call me Alamane. Oh, yeah, Alamane. <laughs> oh, so here we go. We got Alamane, the white, because butter. that's his fucking name. Butter. Yeah. You'll hear me say butter. You'll hear me say Glenda the good bitch. <laughs> and that's that. I think Glenda the good bitch is my favorite. Um, You'll hear me. Or Alamane. Uh, Alam- What's that bitch name? Hold up. Tina Turner. Wait, what's Tina Turner's? Uh, he was like, bullet, bullet. Oh, oh here anime. we go. An- <laughs> anime, anime. Anime. Okay, so Alamane Bullet. Yeah, you'll hear me say that shit sometime too. I think the only thing that I call you Ra, I never call you Rakim. I like, yeah, I don't I've know. I never heard you. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like I ever call you Rakim. I'm real good. Sisters. Well, no, I'll, I'll take that back. I I refer to you as Rakim, like in conversation with other people, but even like Ra. yeah, I call you Rada like other people. Um, I mean, I don't even call you Glee, but Glee is your equivalent of Alamein. So like Alamein is like the auntie that's like older and like you know she's she's still get down, but she's getting down from her seat. <laughs> Where. <laughs> With a cooler, <laughs> whereas like Glee is the auntie with the fucking um swoop. This the little skinny bitch that's up with the fucking cooler or a hard malt drink, you know, and she up there kicking it in her yeah. big ass t shirt and some leggings. 
Yeah. So I think that pretty much describes our dynamic. Um, but like all great things, all great duos, we can take both of those roles at any given time. It mm-hmm. just takes, I don't know, the right amount of liquor or the right environment and you got a party. Absolutely. But, um, I mean, we're reaching the end of this. Before we close, I think... Final um, thoughts. Final thoughts. I like know. Jerry Springer. This was so unexpected. Like, I literally... Like, we were sitting here chilling. We were talking about Skizkaskidly Bob. And then, next thing you know, like... And it got to a tearjerker. <laughs> you know, bitches is out here crying. You know? No, but I appreciate that. Because, like, we've we've had conversations about like whether or not this is going to take place and I like it completely threw me for a loop and so I felt like I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you no. off but I felt like it had to take place you know because this is that's what's going on in my life right now right. you know so um it wouldn't be fair to not share yeah what's going on in my world yeah so and we've like we've had a couple of conversations too. Like it's been very important for us to acknowledge that like when it comes to sexual liberation and spaces that are supposed to honor black gay men sex, black gay male sex, um it always is led with a conversation of HIV. And so, you know, I appreciate the fact that we were able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um because like I wasn't expecting to bring a health conversation to our podcast, but I think we're richer for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's necessary because you can't have sexual liberation without acknowledging the health of it. Like uh-huh. you've got to be responsible, whether that's taking your HIV meds, um, taking prep or using condoms or going to or get going tested. Or going to the fucking clinic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just be on top of that shit. Yeah. Like I've always been on top of that. That was another thing that I wanted to touch base on like I've always been critical of my health like I always made sure like you know I stayed top stayed on top of that like I went to the clinic regularly like stayed in that bitch you know what I mean like every three months I didn't give a fuck because why like I had to make sure or no I do give a fuck because why my health is important yeah. you know what I mean as it should you know why? Because you deserve, and your health is your wealth. Right? Like, like shit. Wait till we get to talking about this mental health, child. Because I got. I was stuff. about to say something about <laughs> mental health, and I was like, uh-uh. no, keep it That's up right whole, now. Because whole other ball apart. Because baby, this we... could be the segue because of this situation. It kind of tapped into the mental health again, yeah. but you know. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. And as always. Next episode. (laughs) As always, like these conversations relate to sex. They are to create space for our sex. Mm -hmm. Our sex lives, our sexual journeys. Um, so thank y'all. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh you got anything else? Goodbye. Oh, that's it. Well, <laughs> bye, hoes. I'll see y'all later. Y'all make sure y'all clock out and you gotta um, get real close to the mic. Goodbye. Y'all tap in real. Oh, wait, tap in when? Y'all tap yeah. in next week. I'll see yeah. y'all next week. Next week. Bye. <laughs>